like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. Welcome, welcome. We are in November, and it's almost the end of 2020. Ah, what a year. And so today, I'm going to be talking about the surprising ways that trauma affects us and what can we actually do about it. Uh, Because here's the thing is that many people are... uh, really kind of white knuckle their way through every single day um, because and and they think that, that there have been maybe all these different physical health situations and whatnot and no matter where they turn they're not getting the help that they need because if they go to a medical doctor there are all kinds of tests that are being done that show that there's nothing physically wrong with them and uh, go to another doctor and they get medication for, you know, the anxiety and such. And, and maybe that does a little something to some people, but, you know, you're still stuck on something and uh, still having problems with anxiety and all of these thoughts and whatnot. So today I'm going to be talking about the surprising ways that the actual reason why a lot of people are struggling with anxiety and white knuckling through every day, um, feeling worried and scared and despair and overthink and overworry and uh, hypocritical of themselves and all of those different things that people really struggle with, and um, figure out what it is that's coming, where that is coming from. My name is Karen Weary, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I specialize in helping people release uh, anxiety, the causes for the anxiety, by discovering where it came from so that we can help get you where you need to be. Um, Now, I am going to be talking about both from my professional experience as well as I am going to be quoting out of Bessel van der Kolk's book, he is a world-renowned trauma specialist. He's an MD psychiatrist. And um, I am quoting a lot out of the book, uh, The Body Keeps Score, because I love this man's work. It goes very well, perfectly with the work that I do and how I have learned how the brain works and what we need to do to really, truly for once and all, put things back where they belong and therefore can be free, just like the intro in the show is, when we heal those old wounds, we can truly begin to be, capital B-E, who we are here to be, why we are here on earth, to really shine our true natural inner gifts that we have to share with the world. 
And um, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about now as an MD, not myself, an MD, which is Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, he talks about, I'm going to talk about what he says about medications and what it does, as well as some of his other work and, um, you know, how the brain actually stores and the body actually stores events that have happened. And then I'm going to be talking about what can we do? How do we actually really uh, help treat this so that it's not just treated, it's not just suppressed, it's not just put behind us, we haven't just intellectualized the whole thing, because that's the big problem with uh, when a lot of people, they say, oh, try therapy, it doesn't work. Well, because maybe what happened was that you were just sitting and talking about, you know, intellectualizing the whole thing. Well, that might help you understand how it all is put together, but you still suffer from all of the physical and emotional um, effects of the events that happen. And therefore, you have not necessarily come very far in your in your healing. And um, I... It is my passion to get people through these things so that they can go out and be who they're meant to be. I know I say this all the time. However, it is just one of the most amazing and beautiful things to have somebody sit right in front of me. And you you can literally see the trauma and the stress and everything just come a roll off of them it's literally being released from their body in the way that i work with people and um so so what does anxiety look and feel like here's the thing is that there's so many physical things that happen um when people are anxious the funny thing is that a lot of it will be all stuff that's uh, in the torso area so it has to do with breathing. You know, maybe we have a hard time breathing or we breathe very short, shallow breaths, uh, indigestion, um, appetite, issues with appetite, um, you know, uh, definitely lots of problems with sleeping. Uh, there are, uh, you know, problems with uh, tr- touch. As some people, they get very sensitive with uh, touch when it comes to that. And, you know, many times... Uh, that is also a sign of what has happened. There's been some sort of trauma that's related to, to touch, whether it's been hit, whether it's been sexual abuse or whatever it is. Um, and so those are all things that are obviously very uh, important to our functioning because if we're not digesting, if we don't have appetite or we're eating too much or we don't, we don't like to be touched and we have trouble sleeping, now our bodies cannot do the rest that it needs to do and repair because there's so much that happens when we sleep. This is why sleep is truly sacred. And when we don't get that sleep and our bodies and our brains doesn't get into that deep repair mode that really happens, then, you know, we know what happens when people don't get sleep. They get stressed out, they're more irritable, and it just throws fuel, more fuel on the fire. Um. Now, uh, when I work with people, then some of the first things that I usually see, uh, and, and this is 
right away, usually right away when we start actually doing the processing of whatever event is it is that we're working on to, to heal and put back where it belongs is a, a pressure off of their chest. People are able to all of a sudden breathe better because they've been all tensed up like this. And then once their body starts to release it, they can breathe. So, you know, this is huge uh, to be able to breathe because when we can breathe better, we're also getting oxygen to our entire body. In fact, uh, one thing that I learned not that long ago was that two-thirds of the the, uh, oxygen uptake in our lungs is actually in the bottom third of our lungs, which means it's super important for us to take the inhalation all the way down to the bottom of our lungs. And that's something that uh, even myself, I find that many times when I'm stressed out that I find that, oh, I haven't really been breathing very much. So, so becoming more aware of our breathing is something that's really important. Um, and so as I'm working with people, it, it rolls off their physical tension, their shoulders, the knots in their stomach begin to re- be released. Um, and, and usually what happens is uh, that people, even often after the first session, they are able to sleep much better. And again, just being able to, that piece alone is it's gold because who doesn't know how amazing you feel after a really good night's sleep? It's like you have a new lease on life. <laughs> and so that is really super important. Um, some of the things that happen also is that um, you know, they, they find, they, they feel and they know peace, this inner peace and calm, which when people have anxiety, they don't have that. It's just a constant you know, just being constantly on and, and on this hyper alert. And so to be able to finally, this is what I call B with capital B-E, when you can just be, you're calm, you have peace. This is what people find when I work with them is, and I hear this all the time, every time I work with somebody, it's like, oh, I feel peace. I, I'm calm. And um, this is, with no medication. So um, nightmares, nightmares that tend to be gone and people stop overthinking and obsessing. Uh, so for example, somebody that I was working with was very, very concerned about their sister. And, you know, after we did some work on it, it was like, okay, well, the sister was not at the forefront of their mind all the time. It was you know, okay, well, the sister's over here, and but I can do what I need to do to, you know, continue my life and, and do what I need to do. And rather than having my sister at the front of my head, you know, forefront of my mind all the time, and that's what I'm focusing on all the time, and I can't function properly in my life or be present in my life. And that's really something that's important whether it's just for you, for you, you, you know, for your spouse, for your kids, for your job, career, whatever, we have to be able to be present right here. So now, um, and this is something that is uh, really important. Um, you know, all these different kinds of things, and so we have 
these are the things that people get when we can process properly the causes of what has happened. Now, how do we know what it was that started this whole thing? Uh, well, that many times people, they say, well, I, I don't know what started it because people think that in order for you to have, you know, that it's an actual event or many events that have happened, that it has to be something big. And uh, it does not it have to be something big, you know, like, you know, sexual abuse or almost being killed in a car accident type of thing. It doesn't have to be that at all. Uh, and and that's the thing is that uh, the person that you're working with, um, you know, it's something that should be fairly easy to uh, to find. And the other thing is that we don't have to necessarily find the very first or the, the root of it because how these incidences are stored is like in a, in a clump. So if we grab one of the things out of this clump of, you know, let's say, for example, you were in, an, in a relationship that was not good, whether it's domestic violence or there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of just hurt and, and, and um, toxic kind of in a relationship there are lots of things in that relationship that has been probably stored in the same way and we can work on that and help release that now um so what happens is that when we have those kinds of and let's just say a toxic relationship and uh, the other person was you know, everything was your fault, you know, and, uh, you know, you couldn't do anything right. And if you said the sky is blue, no, it's purple, you know, that type of thing. Um, and then what happens is that our, our brain is uh, kind of uh, created or shaped by our experiences. And, and that is why, you know, depending on what kind of experiences we have, it can be shaped in a way that boosts us forward, or it can be shaped in a way that causes us to be stuck in the angst and the and fear and the doubt and all of that. And it's also possible to go from being a confident person and when you end up in the toxic relationship to uh, start to get into a lot of self-doubting and um you know, when we get stuck in that, then it gets, yeah, then we really get stuck. It's kind of like going on the slippery slope down the abyss of self-doubt. And it becomes difficult to make decisions because you're doubting yourself and so on. It's just not a good thing. Now, here's the other thing is also what happens that uh, there are different parts of the brain that just that get shut down. In, in those kinds of events. So let's say, for example, um, uh, let's just say it was, again, let's use the toxic uh, relationship. And so you're in the midst of uh, an incident where you're feeling attacked, you're feeling threatened in whatever way. And what happens is the left side of the brain gets shut down. And that's the part that has to do with sequencing and, and um, logic and language and all of that. 
and the and the prefrontal cortex is also gone. That's not needed when we're in that situation. And the right side of the brain that has to do with emotions and creativity and and you know, those kinds of things gets completely lit up. And and that has to do with you know all of our other senses. And therefore, when someone gets triggered by you know at a past event gets triggered by something that's happening here and now, then many times people don't realize that they are actually replaying and reliving a previous event or many previous events in the current moment as though it's happening right here and now because the left side of the brain that has to do with sequencing and, and timing and order and all that is is shut down. So we're kind of working literally with half a brain. <laughs> I, I just thought about that right now. And and so therefore people have a hard time because they're in the midst of the jungle, so to speak, of all of this, and they don't realize what it was that got them triggered. They just figure, well, it's gotta be you. You, if you hadn't done this, if you hadn't done that, and then I wouldn't be feeling this way. And, and this is, again, why many times people don't know where this came from and that there is a whole other, not related to what's going on right here and now, situation that is causing all of this, this, this despair and all this angst and all this anger and all this irritability to, to come up and all the physical sensations that you're having um, to come up. So, uh, yeah. And what we're going to talk about when we go into the next segment, because we're going to have a short break for some uh, messages, then we're going to talk about what are some more of the physical long-term things that happen when we don't resolve these kinds of things. Um, And speaking of which, something else that I use to help people uh, get through these kinds of events, whether it's the physical side or the emotional side, is also frequency um, therapy. And uh, I am actually running a program right now, working, running a program for my eyes and um, to get my eyes healthier and um, hopefully get better vision. Um, so I'll let you know about that. Uh, and but if you are interested in learning more, because this also helps with people for people with pain and anxiety and depression to get back into um, a bioenergetic harmony, and you, I am providing complimentary um, uh, sessions for people, and you can reach me at my website on Facebook or or via phone. 386-848-5170 and we will be right back after these short messages become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america insights dramatic weight loss coaching program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight the program features nine transformational individual sessions you'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation it's not a diet instead you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle visit insightscounselingcenter.com to find out more Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field 
It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at insightscounselingcenter.com or reach out to her at karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am Karin Weary, your host. And today we're talking about the surprising effects of trauma. And next week, normally Ida, Serena Lee, who's my co-host, she would be on this week here because she usually is my co-host every second Tuesday of the month. But she is going to be on next week with some other sort of biohacking method that she has. Uh, so we always love her shows because we get so much information about how to biohack our bodies. And that is what Shift Happens is really all about. How can we hack our brains and our bodies in order to be the most and the best of ourselves? And when we are bogged down by events that have happened and and we don't know where it's coming from but we just know we feel like crap we we can't function properly and what we have all been you know trained sort of to to do is to go to the doctor right you know you feel bad you feel sick in your stomach you you feel like you're going to pass out whatever it is that we go to the doctor right and and many times what happens is that they're happy to prescribe something. I mean, this is how they were trained. They're trained to, you know, provide drugs, uh, medication for 
you know, there's treatment and there's a lot of things that can be helped with it, but there are also lots of things that are left out when we go straight to that. And let me go ahead and share. Um, I'm talking from uh, both my personal experience, professional experience of 20 plus years. And in about 15 years ago, I came across something that really completely shifted my, my practice with regards to how to, to truly and forever <laughs> help people release things that have been keeping them back. And to do so in many times, one to six sessions. And it's quite amazing. And let me quote here, since I'm not a doctor, I'm not an MD, um, but Dr. Bessel van der Kolk is, and he is a world-renowned trauma doctor, trauma specialist. This is what he's dedicated his life to, and which is what I have dedicated my life to as well. Because, again, when we are trapped by things that have happened, we are not able to go out and be the full human being that we are meant to be. And just struggle through life and there really is a way out and this is why I'm here to share this with you. So let me go ahead and and share a little bit uh, on the on the medication side from this MD, Bessel van der Kolk and I'm quoting, I'm reading from the book The Body Keeps Score. This is a classic book. It's so good. It explains exactly what happens and how the brain works and how traumatic events are stored and how can we resolve it. And, uh, and let me tell you, it's not by talking through it. And the reason why when I, in the first segment, I shared how basically we're working with half a brain when we are in that situation, because literally we are, the whole left side is shut down during trauma. And every time we're triggered thereafter by something that causes us to relive that event or many events that were triggered by whatever's going on now. It could be a sound, it could be something we're seeing, it could be something we're smelling, it could be a touch, it could be a body posture, it could be anything that triggers our hair fine. And when they we are triggered, once again, we're back in that space, in the worst part, reliving the worst part of what we've already been through and we're reliving it as though it's happening right here and now. You are in the middle of the incident. So what Dr. Bessel van der Kolk says about um, medication is that, um, you know, uh, there are many places where uh, drugs have uh, replaced uh, or displaced therapy. And um, what that does is that enables patients to suppress their problems without addressing the underlying issues. And, and so here's the thing is that he says the SSRIs can be very helpful in making traumatized people less enslaved by their emotions, but they should only be considered adjuncts in their overall treatment. Um, so what he says that he, um, after conducting numerous studies of medications for PTSD, uh, he writes, I have come to realize that psychiatric medications have a serious downside as they may deflect attention from dealing with the underlying issues. And he says, uh, consider the case of antidepressants. 
If they indeed were as effective as we have been led to believe, depression should by now have become a minor issue in our society. Instead, even as antidepressants continue to increase, it has not made a dent in hospital admissions for depression. The number of people treated for depression has tripled over the past two decades, and one in 10 Americans now take antidepressants. He talks about then the new generation of um, of antipsychotics such as Abilify, Risperdal, Zyprexa, and Seroquel, they're top-selling drugs in the United States. In 2012, the public spent, and I think this is one billion, there are nine numbers after that, one and a half billion, I don't even know how to read numbers that big, (laughs) uh, were spent on Abilify more than on any other medication. The number three was Cymbalta, an antidepressant that sold well over a billion dollars worth of pills, even though it's never been shown to be superior to older antidepressants like Prozac, for which uh, much cheaper generics are available. Now, Medicaid, the government health program for the poor, spends more on antipsychotics than on any other class of drugs. In 2008, the most recent year for which complete data are available, it funded $3.6 billion for antipsychotic medications, up from $1.65 billion in 1999. The number of people under the age of 20 receiving Medicaid-funded prescriptions for antipsychotic drugs tripled between 1999 and 2008. On November 4, 2013, Johnson & Johnson agreed to pay more than $2.2 billion in criminal and civil fines to settle accusations that it had improperly promoted the antipsychotic drug Risperdal to older adults, children, and people with developmental disabilities. Nobody's holding the doctors who prescribed them accountable. And then he goes on to talk about how half a million children in the United States currently take antipsychotic drugs. Children from low-income families are four times as likely as privately insured children to receive antipsychotic medicines. These medications often are used to make abused and neglected children more tractable. In 2008, 19,045 children age five and under were prescribed antipsychotics through Medicaid. That they're just babies. One study based on Medicaid data in 13 states found that 12.4% of children in foster care received antipsychotics compared to 1.4% of Medicaid-eligible children in general. While these medications make children more manageable and less aggressive, um, they also interfere with motivation, play, and curiosity, which are indispensable for maturing into a well-functioning and contributing member of society. He uh, also writes that children who take them are also at risk of becoming morbidly obese and developing diabetes. And meanwhile, drug overdoses involving a combination of psychiatric and pain medications continue to rise. So, it's something that is really serious. Um, It's something that Um, Oh, and here's a really great quote I also want to read from this uh, book. Being a patient rather than a participant in one's healing process separates suffering people from their community and alienates them from an inner sense of self. 
And this is really important because, again, it's moving people from being this helpless patient who needs somebody else to do things to you in order for you to get better, hopefully, um, and keeps you in the uh, helpless, victimized state that can't do anything. You just depend on this doctor to prescribe medication versus uh, I am taking an active role in what it is that I am doing. And, and by far, this is not saying that, oh, if you're on medication, then you're just helpless and you're not doing anything. That is not at all. Uh, it's just something that can become a tendency. And it's easy when you're in, uh, you know, a big medical system to sort of uh, really quickly feel kind of helpless and like you depend on this in order to, to get better. Now, um, so one of the things that we know, and this is something else that happens a lot, is that people who are uh, diagnosed with, or, you know, with uh, all kinds of um, uh, disorders, um, many times they might not really be whatever the diagnosis is, because many times diagnoses of, you know, anxiety, depression, ADHD, you know, bipolar, all different kinds of things are done fairly quickly after a short interview and family history and those kinds of things. And and then a lot of people also assume that these things are genetic and, oh, it's just in my genes. It's This is what, how my family is. Um, but when we take a closer look into, well, what was going on in your family growing up? Was there a lot of arguing? Was there, you know, neglect? Was there drug abuse by the parents? Did you live in a dangerous place? Uh, were you bullied at school? Uh, all those kinds of things. And if there was, you know, alcohol, drug abuse by by the parents um, or anger issues or all kinds of different things, then what was going on in their families, you know, maybe there was also um, drug abuse or neglect or or abuse and that type of thing. Well, what happens, as I was just saying in the previous segment, that our brains are shaped by our experiences. And um, so this is where, uh, for example, the limbic system is very much shaped by, uh, in response to experiences. The limbic system has to do with, uh, you know, uh, uh, how we experience things, the emotions and, and so on. And when we grow up and when we're in environments, you know, as children where we feel safe and we feel loved, that brain, uh, that child becomes specialized in exploration and play and cooperation and because they feel safe. The world is not necessarily a dangerous place. We got this. And that then allows you to, rather than be on defense all the time, to go out and explore the world, to experience and to taste and, and touch and do all this stuff that is very much uh, needed in order to, like I was reading just before, to develop into a well-functioning uh, adult. And now if instead you grew up in, in, grew up in an environment where you felt frightened or you, you felt unwanted, what that brain, what your brain then specializes in is in managing feelings of fear and abandonment. 
so that does not give us uh, the time or the energy to go out and explore and have fun and do those kinds of things. Now, um, what happens is that, um, uh, let's see, so stress, uh, when, when people have experienced trauma, that they tend to be, um, you know, to have the stress hormones, they, they are released much quicker by much slighter events, uh, something that's just a minor event, and they're all, you know, hyped up. And uh, it, it takes much longer for them to come back down from that distress. And so if you're fired off by, uh, by minor things and it takes you a long time to come back down, then imagine that you're probably always going to be up here on your distress, on the stress uh, ladder, so to speak. And, um, and what happens then is that you, you, it's hard to think. You have a hard time with memory. You have a hard time with it, paying attention. Guess what that could be uh, then diagnosed as? It's probably why we see a lot of people with ADHD diagnoses because they're always, you know, like this here. Well, that's also a trauma response, um, which means that if we were to go ahead and take care of the trauma, then they would be better able to, to think, to memorize things, to have better memories and, and be present be, because they can be calm and peaceful. Um, they also tend to be very irritable. And uh, kind of prickly is what I like to call it, and have a lot of sleep disturbances. And guess what that can lead to? That can lead to a lot of long-term health issues. In fact, um, again, a quoting from Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, he says that um, that these physical symptoms uh, many times also include things like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, and other autoimmune um, diseases. And so, we, this is just a perfect example of how mind, body, and spirit is all connected, closely connected. It's not separate. <laughs> this is all one body that's living in the same environment, and it is affected by that. So, again, another piece that I have incorporated into the work that I do with people and myself, I am currently running uh, microcurrents on myself to keep my vitality. Right now, currently, I'm running an eye program. There are 130 different programs we can run on all different kinds of things. And it's, it's really making a huge difference in people's uh, lives in a very non-invasive, gentle way to get your body back into a bioenergetic harmony. And I love to talk with people about it. So if you want to experience this for yourself, you want to learn more about it, reach out to me, PM me, message me on Facebook, email me, call me, Go to my website, whatever you need to do, uh, and we can set up a complimentary uh, trial of some frequency therapy healing for you. We will be right back for the last segment after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shift Happens. Thank you for hanging in there. And today, well, I am Karin Weary, first of all. Today, I am talking about a topic that I am absolutely passionate about because this is something that really, that so many of the things that people they struggle with can be completely resolved and and completely change people's lives in just a few sessions, usually one to six sessions, and you are through, you have just dropped the the weights that are holding you back. And from there, it's so much easier. 
once we've dropped our weight, it, I, the, the new analogy that I've been using is it's like people are, you like you're out in the ocean and you're out in the ocean and you, you have these weights that are tied to you. So you're drowning and it's, you can't float. It keeps pulling you down and you got the waves going at you and everything. So you're being sloshed around and, and uh, you have to, the only way to survive is by cutting those uh, weights. And once those weights are, are cut off of you, you now have some buoy effect, right? You can, you can float, you can swim, you can, you know, work on getting back to shore. And that is what this process is that, that I do when I work with people. And uh, the thing is that, you know, people don't realize how much that they're being held back and how much uh, just physically and emotionally and mentally that uh, things that it, they've been through are holding them back and are still affect, uh, you know, affecting them now. Like I was saying before, people, uh, um, we are reliving events that have happened, but we don't realize that that's what we're doing because uh, we're, we're working with half a brain, our left side of our brain that has to do with uh, tracking time and logical and, and sequencing and all that is depressed. And so we are just reacting. We have physical reactions, you know, uh, muscle tension, stomach aches, headaches, um, all different kinds of things. And then, but, and people suffer through all of that all the time. And here's the thing is that we uh, have uh, brain scans that show what is going on in the brain. There's a functional MRI. So we can see not just a snapshot, we can see what's going on, what, what causes a, the brain to get lit up and what part of the brain gets lit up and what gets shut down when we do different things. And uh, what they were doing, that they, they put some people in the functional MRIs after doing something like talk therapy or cognitive behavioral type of thing, uh, therapy, and saw that while they uh, may have improved their symptoms a little bit, they were still feeling all the emotional effects. And it was also something that was uh, obvious in the brain scans because the area, certain areas of the brain were lit up that show up when people are, you know, in that dread or in that fight or flight mode. And whereas when we were using another modality, one that I use is called EMDR, then what happened was it allowed the brain to finally integrate those, those memories so that now we were able to get the whole brain on board rather than shutting it down yeah, we now, the whole brain gets to stay on board and we get to place this thing back where it belongs in the past. And here are some of the things that I hear people say when I know that we are, at, you know, pretty much done with the event and, and it's placed where it belongs. People will say every single time, it's really not that important anymore. Uh it's not that irrelevant. It seems like it seemed happened to somebody else. It's, you know, I don't even know why I spent so much time or effort worrying about it. These are the things that people spontaneously say at the end of when I'm working with them. And this can be at the end of the first session that I'm working with them. And we're working on that one particular incident. Um, but every single time 
when we are finishing up a particular event, these are the things that people say. Another thing, thing that people will say, we know that traumatic events will show up vividly, vivid images, vivid feelings, vivid physical sensations, vivid thoughts, you know, everything. We can remember every single detail as though it's happening right here and now. Why? Because, as I explained earlier, because our brain never finished it. Our brain is reliving it as though it's happening right here and now. It doesn't matter if it was 20 years ago, 50 years ago, doesn't matter. For example, I had somebody who... um, you know, 35 years ago, had was a little kid, and that the, something happened, and the dad flipped the switch and came and choked him and had to have two of his brothers pull the dad off of him. And in all this time, they have not, he's not been able to, you know, have anything, you know, tight on him, even though he buys baggy clothes, he still has to stretch it out, can't wear any jewelry, anything like that. And at the end of the session, he was like, he could feel it literally washing off and off of his body, out of his body, and was able to put his hand on his on his throat, which he never ever could do before. And it didn't do anything for him. And what I was talking about with the image, what happens to the image is, and this is not something that we're trying to do or anything, but it's just uh, uh, how you can tell that this event that was right here in front of them is now placed in a place where it's much more functional, where it's not going to continue to bother you anymore from going from vivid, crystal clear to kind of hazy. Many times people will say, I'm having a hard time even pulling up the memory. And, you know, it's not clear anymore. It's kind of this, this, you know, black and white silhouette thing where before it was in crystal clear bright colors and everything um in some cases people even uh have a different image altogether they they it's changed and it whenever it's changed it's always where they're in this empowered place they may be having this happy dance or or you know they're just walking away from the incident and it it's it's just magical to watch how the brain, when we are know how to work it, um, can truly finally go ahead and finish off this process of placing uh, uh, something where it belongs. And people always go from feeling disempowered and, and weak and it's my fault and I'm not worthy or any of those things. And they always move to, I am worthy. And I am strong, I'm empowered, I've got this, I'm a good person, I'm totally lovable. In fact, I'm a goddess. <laughs> um, and, and it's a completely different place that they're in. Um, and this is not something that I am talking them into. It's not something they're trying to convince themselves of. It's like an organic process that happens just about, you know, helping to facilitate this process. Okay, focus on this and then do this. All right, now help your brain focus on this and let's do this. And I always explain that it's kind of like here's an event and it's all infected like a big infected wound. And, you know, that has all these these uh, 
trails, like like uh, pipelines, and, and that infection, now all that pus is going through all those pipelines, and we want to get the pus out. And once that pus is out of there and it's cleaned out, now this wound can heal and it's beautiful and and it's functioning again. And we got all kinds of uh, signals going from one side or the other. And the thing is that you are the person who's empowered. You are the one who... Um, make the decisions. And the other beautiful thing that I, I just find so amazing is that how people, they organically begin to set completely, they, they go about living their life in a completely different way. They begin to set healthy uh, boundaries. So for example, one woman that I worked with many years ago, um, she we worked through an issue she had with her mother because she had totally stopped talking to her because it was too toxic. Well, once we were done processing uh, some things with her mother, she, uh, and this was something that she decided because she wanted to have a relationship with her mother. And, and however, this time she was able to have a relationship with her mother and establish a relationship with her mother that was healthy for her. It wasn't getting sucked back into uh, a, a, an unhealthy relationship where she would allow the, the mother to speak to her in certain ways. She was able to very respectfully um, go ahead and set healthy boundaries there, have the kind of the level of contact that she wanted to. And she was very happy because some years later, her mother died. And uh, she was so grateful for being able to reestablish a healthy relationship because these are some of the things that for many people, when they don't get to that place, they feel regret when they have lost that person. And now that's yet another burden to be carrying around. Like, oh, I didn't get to do have this relationship. I'm such a horrible daughter or son or whatever. It, like, you need more to be carrying around, right? Not at all. So, um, and so this moves people from being in this space of, you know, our, our nervous system is literally changed when we experience trauma, we can change it back to being in a healthy place from where we are in a space where this would last forever. Nobody can help me. Um, where we're on sensory overload and stay busy, busy, busy just to, because we can't stop thinking and, and that whole train is going. We have zero control to we can shut down. We have peace. We can be grounded. We can sleep and we can be and with that is I just want to encourage you to do not give up. If you're in that space, uh, keep looking for somebody until you find somebody who can help you and can do the work that they need to. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants to talk more about how to process these things and, and get your life back. Or if you want to talk about frequency uh, therapy or both, all of the above, uh, reach out to me. And so that we can go ahead and, you know, uncover all these beautiful talents that you have so that you can go out and shine your beautiful inner light. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.